Welcome to Come Along With Me, a podcast for fans who finished all 10 seasons of Adventure Time and want to journey back through the land of Ooh in an episode-by-episode analysis of Cartoon Network's most mathematical TV show. I am KK the Human. And I'm Laura, also the human. This is chapter 2.20, Come With Me, boarded by Tom Herpick and Eiko Castuera. In this episode of Come Along With Me, romance is undead. This podcast contains full spoilers for all of Adventure Time. If you haven't finished the series, turn back now. Finn and Jake are having a sunset picnic. The topic of conversation turns to the couple's only movie night. Since this is a couple's thing, Jake insists Finn brings someone he can smooch. Not necessarily someone he will smooch. He scoffs at Finn's suggestion of a duck and a blanket. Finn says he's going to bring someone he doesn't have to smooch, and chooses Princess Bubblegum. She's flattered, but occupied with practicing for the Whistling Choir Death Mask competition. Jake is convinced PB actually wants to go, but has to be convinced, so he calls up Marceline to make her jealous. Jake and Marceline have conflicting methods for romancing Princess Bubblegum. Jake is more traditional, but Marceline says girls want fun and excitement, leading Finn to try wrestling PB and then setting wolves on her. She kicks him out of the Candy Kingdom until he calms down. Finn realizes Marceline was the answer all along and goes to her home to ask her to the movies. She misinterprets his interests as romantic, turning into an eldritch monster to convince him that he doesn't like her. When that doesn't work, she tells him straight up. He's horrified. He just wanted to go with his friends. Marceline, relieved, agrees. The movie is a sappy romance and everyone else in the audience is smooching. Marceline and Finn mutually agree it's gross and crash the party with their newfound pack of wolves. <laughs> this episode is so accidentally pure bubbling that it's honestly impressive. I know! How on earth were they not planning bubbling from the beginning when you have an episode like this? Okay, we just need to start um, about how Jake managed to accidentally select both the worst and best person to possibly teach someone how to romance Princess Bubblegum. <laughs> I, yeah. <laughs> I mean, even with even if it wasn't just PB, she's a sapphic icon. She is a sapphic... Because here's the thing. I constantly throughout the episode, I am oscillating between whether or not Marceline genuinely thinks this should work, Marceline thinks this used to work and resents PB that it won't now, or is just flat up trying to sabotage this entire thing and just um, make PB's life hell. I don't think... PB was ever the kind of person that's going to get seduced by setting wolves on her in her bedroom while she's in her pajamas. Oh no, not on in her bedroom in her pajamas, but are you telling me that young PB who braved the wilderness and single-handedly carved a kingdom out of the nuclear wasteland didn't A, at some point fight with mutant wolves, and B, didn't think Marceline would be cool for doing that? Uh, no, I don't think she did. Really? Yeah. Well, agree to disagree, I suppose. <laughs> KK, what was your favorite part? Oh, man. Um, I mean, I'm bubbling trash, so it's got to be the... Oh, hey, Finn! Hey, Marceline. <laughs> <laughs> oh. 
Hey, Marceline. <laughs> oh, hey, ex-girlfriend that I really don't like talking to because you broke my heart. Who showed up underneath my bedroom. <laughs> Jeez. What about you? What was your favorite part? Whistling Choir Deathmask Championship. <laughs> yeah. And it's that's it. That's the only mention we ever get of it in all of Adventure Time, but it's very good. And it's just... Everything about Peavy really sells it. She's dressed in, like, a really fancy blue ball gown. This blue off-the-shoulder moment, yes. It's it's very nice. Uh, She answers the phone, politely declines, goes sit down on a stool, and then just starts whistling intensely. And, like, is it a a competition where whistling kills other people? Is it a whistling competition to the death? I feel like to the death was my feel. Yeah, which raises whole other questions about why she's even participating, you know? I don't know. We need way more information about this minor thing that never gets mentioned again. Nice haircut, Marceline. Uh, Oh, yeah, the the, a little messy, but I do like me kind of like that uh, half-shaved look. Yeah, it's uh, very punk, Mm -hmm. very, uh, very futch. Um, I mean, Fudge is really Marceline in a nutshell, right? Yeah. Um, does she have magic hair? Yes. In fact, okay. uh, in Obsidian, you know, in that early domestic montage, uh, uh-huh. one of the scenes we see is Marceline preparing for a haircut and PB has to get out, like, welding mask and uh, blowtorch to do it. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Uh, Jake continues to learn more about vampires. It's nice. You think he's being supportive of Finn's friends? It is. uh, I have a couple of thoughts on that. First one being that I kind of love that Marceline was apparently just hiding in their house, waiting for something like this. Yes, I love that. I like that her reaction to basically the call was Jake going, hey, you want to make Princess Bubblegum jealous? And Marceline was basically, I'm already here. (laughs) it'll be funny it'll be funny yeah yeah okay but i've gotta say some dubious attitudes towards romance and friendship here jake yeah it's a little it's kind of got like some monogamy goggles on i think he's definitely got some monogamy or even just like romance centrism because it's not necessarily that you have to be monogamous it's just you have to have a romantic relationship even if you're 12 I'm of the opinion those are pretty inextricable. Mm, I can, I can see where you're coming from. Related to, like romance being the most important thing in anyone anyone's given life. You're not wrong. You're not wrong, uh, in that sense. It's just this, like, yeah, it's this weird pressure that's put on people to ha- be in a romantic relationship. And sorry, a friendship isn't enough to cut it. I also like that Finn is such a 13-year-old boy where, like, he has this very intense crush on a girl, but smooching is gross. (laughs) Well, I think, you know, part of the difficulty when you are that age, and honestly, I guess it can continue even much longer because feelings are confusing, but it can sometimes be really hard to parse out what exactly you're feeling, especially when you're so young and you're feeling these things for the first time. Mm. Are you like you can tell that what you're feeling is maybe more intense than friendships you've previously had? But does that mean it's romantic? Does it is it admiration? What what is it? Right? Yeah, that's yeah. But touching back on uh, Jake's perspective on like women and wooing them, 
Uh, it actually ties into a really interesting, subtle subplot that we get, like, down the line in, like, season five. Which where... is that? So, in one episode, Finn picks up a book written by a pickup artist uh, and has awful advice in it. And Jake's like, oh, you don't want to read that. It has really bad advice. And I can't remember where I read it or where it was said, but it's heavily implied that Jake wrote that book when he was younger. <laughs> so I guess I like the implication that he used to just have really bad attitudes about romance and eventually he managed to grow out of them. Yeah. Uh, you know, that's growth. That's growth. Yeah. And I appreciate that. Loot suit. Loot suit. Riot. Riot. <laughs> I mean, it's very cute. It's it's very adorable. Um, but Loot it's not suit. <laughs> it's not cute. It's cute, but not cute. You get me? Yeah, no, I get you. Oh, this is the first time we learn PB's real first name, and it's said by no other than Marceline. No other than Marceline. So, yeah, let's really dig into this, huh? So, so... PB is kind of a non-character in this episode in the sense that she doesn't want, she's not interacting with these shenanigans at all, right? She just wants to be left alone, right? Right. The most character we get out of her besides when her cold greeting of Marceline is when she's throwing Finn out of the Candy Kingdom. And I, I actually really like that moment because it's not like a permanent ultimatum, but she's like, <laughs> honestly, she's being very reasonable considering that he wrestled her and then released wild wolves into her bedroom. Yeah, absolutely. She is being reasonable. She's worried about him. Yeah, I mean, sure, Finn can be a bit of a rowdy boy sometimes, but he's always protecting her and protecting people. This really must seem like completely out of the blue for her. Yeah. So Marceline's motivations is really the crux of this episode. And I, there are so many different ways that I could interpret it, and I keep flip-flopping about which one I like it better. Yeah, I agree. And I think... Um, I think it's also possible to just hold all the possibilities in your mind simultaneously because I think that there's a little bit of everything. I think she is messing with both of them. I think she is jealous. And I think she does think it might work a little bit. Like, I think all three things are kind of true. Yeah, simultaneously. I mean, obviously at the time, all the writers probably thought was, wow, these are really different female characters. We should have them play off each other. But yeah, it's... Does she want to Finn and PB to maybe go on a date? Yeah. Does she not want them to go on a date? Yeah. Does she kind of want to show Finn that she's way cooler than PB? Also, yeah. Absolutely, yes. She does call Bonnie a nerd lord, which I appreciated. I mean, in fairness, <laughs> Bonnie is a nerd lord. She's the lord of nerds. <laughs> <laughs> so KK sent me a Marco Polo like yesterday being like, Maybe it's just because I'm such a PB stan, but I think uh, Princess Bubblegum is way cooler than Marceline. And I was like, okay, back up. You know, I also love Mar uh, love Princess Bubblegum and she's my favorite character, but she's not cool. She's a nerd lord. Okay, she's not cool with a capital C. She's not hanging out smoking cigarettes under the bleachers with the jocks and the cheerleaders. But she's cool, man. No. She's awesome. She's awesome. She's not cool. I maintain this. All right. I'm more of a descriptivist than you, so. Mm -hmm. I think we're pretty <laughs> equally descriptivist, actually. Let's not get into the linguistics fight here. 
God. Well, and okay, hang on. You you paraphrased me fairly, but I also want to say I adore Marceline with all of my heart. The reason the conversation came about is because I feel like, at least in the fandom spaces I am in for Adventure Time, which are great, but uh, Facebook, so take that as you will, um, people just love Marceline, dote on Marceline, and people have much more complicated feelings towards PB. And, like, that's... I think it's easier to like Marceline, honestly. Um, well, I mean, I she hasn't committed genocide. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's that's true. That's true. That's true. No doubt. No doubt. No doubt. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm not saying it's unearthed. I just think, like, it's the reason I love Bonnie so much is because, like, when do women get to be that kind of character? When do you especially get that kind of kids shows, especially right. characters who are pretty pink princesses? Right, right. And the evolution of her being, you know, like we've said in previous episodes, like the whole joke was, oh, she's this pretty Princess Peach type, but she's a super smart uh, scientist and then turning into this like very complicated leader and like lost little girl and she's lonely and she, uh, it's just, I don't know. It's a very, very cool concept and I'm glad we have her. Agreed. Um, so we've talked a little bit about PB, and we talked about Marceline and PB. Let's talk about just Marceline for a moment, because I think we get some really interesting stuff about her in the back third of the episode after Finn realizes, wait, Marceline is who I want to go out with. You mean in particular when she freaks out when she thinks that Finn is going to ask her out romantically? Yes, because her first reaction isn't just to calmly say, hey, I'm not into you. She turns into a giant eldritch monster and tries to scare him away. Oh, sweet girl. <laughs> She's, she, she hurts that everyone leaves. But if she, if she does it like this, then it was her choice. So right. she doesn't have to feel bad about it. Yeah, she doesn't have to get left. She does the leaving. Yeah. But uh, Finn is a rad dude. <laughs> and he doesn't care about that. So by... Doing this, you know, uh, terrible, you know, the the terrible honesty of being known and still being accepted. She's forced to talk through her feelings like an actual person and basically go, dude, I'm not into you, but I really like you as a friend. But no tongue. But no tongue. Which <laughs> Finn's like, wait, what does that even mean? Um, and I and, don't know. Yeah. And, you know, we talked about, we can talk about Marcy more. We talked about PB, but gosh, Finny. Sweet, precious boy. You know, obviously we know that Finn does get into relationships later. Uh, In fact, he has a lot of arcs that are kind of really implicated in romance. But at the same time, we also know, because we get such a glimpse into his far future, that romance never seems to be a central part of his adult life, right? Uh, I don't know that I would go that far, but it's, we definitely... It's certainly not what I think a lot of the shippers in fandom wanted, where he ends up yes. with their chosen, you know, whoever the person is, and they, you know, they their love conquers all, and, you know, the, the sh- you know, it's not like the series ends with one big final kiss, and they ride off into the sunset, and that defines his life, right? 
Right. And as much as I'm shipper trash about any show I watch, which means a lot of shows about children, um, it's always such a relief when the teenager doesn't end up in their lifelong relationship at the end of a show. And that's not, that's something that I don't necessarily think is any individual writer's fault. It's just exactly, a, lot, yeah. a lot of writers like to write romance because it's compelling. And if you're writing for, you know, kids stuff usually stars kids because that's who kids relate to. But that means that you're put in a position where obviously you want the you want the romance to feel meaningful because that's why we like stories. But that leads us to a whole bunch of stories where 15 to 18 year olds and, you know, end up in their lifelong relationships when honestly, most kids aren't even going to have a lot of kids aren't even going to have dated at all at that point. And it can accidentally put a lot of pressure on them to feel like they should be in a relationship and found the one TM. Right. And yeah, and you said it. I'm not blaming any one storyline. And in fact, I deeply, deeply love <laughs> ships that are exactly what I'm, you know, saying that it's good to not see too. But it is nice whenever it doesn't happen, since it seems so inevitable and can be, you know, damaging narrative for young ones. Yeah. And again, not any individual thing. You know, it's it's just, it obviously feels different if you're watching a show aimed at adults where, like, two 30-year-olds get together, you know, versus two 14-year-olds, right? Right. I also think this episode spells out why Finn and PB makes very little sense together as an endgame. Elaborate? Well, they, they work really well as friends, but they don't really have much in common, you know? Yeah. Yes. Uh, <laughs> Because, you know, this is something I actually do see, still see around occasionally about there are still a lot of people who seem really salty that Finn never ended it up with Princess Bubblegum. And sure, a lot of this comes out as like weirdly homophobic towards Marceline and Princess Bubblegum ship. But, you know, putting that aside, they seem to genuinely think Finn and Princess Bubblegum make sense, but it really doesn't, you know? I really don't. Like, He's the hero and she's the princess. That's the only reason you think that. And I think it's just, you know, yeah, season one and two did kind of lean heavily into it. And if you were a kid watching it and you projected really heavily on Finn, I could see how that would happen. But it's one of those things, like, if you watch past season two, especially with an adult critical eye, it's pretty obvious, you know? And, and like... I think we'll talk more about more and more about this, but like their friendship is really special and important. And there is a sense of like almost devaluing, you know, that in favor of a romance just because that's what you're used to and that's what you want to see. No, I, I fully agree. Cause I, I have a lot of really strong feelings about what their relationship is. Like, you know, Finn being so confused for such a long time about, like, does he, she see him romantically or like a kid or like a knight? Are they strictly professional or are they friends? And then vice versa, I think Finn does a lot for PB to teach her to be more heroic and kinder to people and to treat people like they're on her own, her own level. Yeah. Yeah. It's really wonderful. And then I, I love that one of the last lines we see in Come Along With Me is PB telling Finn that he's really growing up and then kissing him on the forehead. And that's just really sweet to me. It is. It's wonderful. Yeah. Lollipop girl and ice cream guy from the last episode are together now. <laughs> Where did that show? Oh, I guess it was in the 
smooching. Easy. Yeah, Lollipop Girl had a crush on Ice Cream Guy on the train, and now they're together. So. Oh, well, that's sweet. That's Kiki on Nudie. Actually, that um movie theater place that we see, is that the same one that's adjacent to the skate park we see in later episodes? Oh, gee, I don't know. And we won't get to those episodes for a long time. Those are the Bronwyn episodes, that's right? That's the Bronwyn episode, the one where we find out, and I'm so glad we know this, where Lady Rinicorn and Jake conceived of the pups. Thank yes. you for telling that. We us. sure do know that, don't we? We? Sh- we sure do know that. Thank you, show. We needed that. <laughs> Couple of linguistics. Uh, PB says, Finn, what the plum are you wearing? And then uh, at the end, they say, would, would you do me the honor of getting the plop out of here? Yes, that's good. That's very good. This is unrelated. Uh, I just saw this line in my notes and we had to mention it. She needs to be chased by wolves. Like, metaphorically? <laughs> the only thing women love more than fun is excitement (laughs) listen marceline found like an old cd of girls just want to have fun and she took it to heart when she was like 14 also i guess like listen she's a thousand and she's hot so i don't really believe this but also you could interpret it as she's a rock star and has never had to try to get people to like her because she's just so alluring so she doesn't actually know how to flirt so this is her best guess but she doesn't know how well possibly but at the same time She's also struggled a lot with interpersonal relationships. Like, we know she's either currently or soon going to be reigniting her relationship with her abusive ex, Ash, right? Like, ugh. Yeah, ugh. Let's get to Ash. Let's beat him up. (laughs) So, I don't know. I I think you can read that, too. I just, I feel like Marceline's coolness and her her secret lack of self-esteem clash in some really weird ways. She definitely, she says, Finn, you do not want to go down that road with me, which isn't even, she also, yes, has no interest, but that's also very specifically like, woof. It's very much, it's not you, it's me, right? Yes, for sure. And I mean, considering this is a low-key bubbling episode, that also has sort of a more poignant meaning. Yeah. So again, I think our main takeaway is despite this episode not intending it at all, and if anything, maybe Loki just trying to set up a love triangle between PB, Finn, and Marceline it really works well in retrospect for the Marceline-Princess Bubblegum pairing that is Endgame. Seriously. It's just astonishing. Um, so yeah, if you haven't rewatched this one, definitely give it a whirl. Uh, you know, based on the fact that we've been talking about this for like 26 minutes, it clearly has some meat <laughs> on the bones. All right, Laura, uh, what do you got for us today for a recommendation? Uh, A little Disney show that folks have probably heard about called The Owl House, which is about a young girl called Luce who is weird and into, you know, fantasy and magic in our world. And what would you know? She manages to stumble into a magical world where she becomes the apprentice to Ida the Owl Lady, a feral witch. uh, And then they get involved in various 
shenanigans and, you know, uh, evil plot to something, something magic world combined with ours. You know, the usual stuff, right, KK? Uh, yes, I'm about uh, two thirds of the way through season one. I'm really enjoying it so far. Um, I like the hook of the world, which is that it's in a lot of ways traditional witches and potions, but the the twist is that it's like also like really spooky and horrible. <laughs> like yeah. things are always trying to eat you and things aren't always pretty and scary and creepy and I like that. It's really cool. Really it cool twist. Really cool. And the specific reason I bring it up in this episode is I don't think it's any spoiler uh, that the main couple is queer. Uh, Luz is bi and there's a romance with her fellow classmate in the magical world. Uh, I won't spoil who if for some reason you still haven't heard about it, but do listen to this particular podcast. Um, but it's very much, I think, you know, it's a, uh, it's what, you know, bubble line walked. So stuff like this could run. I think it's really worth just noting how Adventure Time and other shows like it really helped influence uh, queer representation in the industry as a whole. Thank you so much for joining Laura and KK the Humans on Come Along With Me. You can email us at adventuretimepod at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter at Come Along With Me, where the last E is a three, and Instagram, Tumblr, and TikTok. So come on, grab your friends, and go to very distant lands. Thank you.